Welcome into the End the Money podcast for Friday, October 28th. Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Two stakes make up are part of the uh, late pick four, and so Jim will just jump in there. Race seven leads off the pick four, and it's the first of the stakes, the Myrtlewood for two-year-old fillies going six furlongs. Uh, who do you like? I like Kia Life a lot in here. Zeru uh, uh, rides this filly for Brad Cox and had a race over the track, which is always a good angle. On October 7th, they wheel her back after she won by six and a quarter, so that was kind of like a paid workout. She went off at less than even money. I think she may be less than even money today, and I don't see anybody in here that is going to challenge her. I think she can sit right off the inside speed of Lady Radler and Baby Got Backspin. Uh, all these fillies on the inside show speed, but uh, I, I trust Brad Cox. I trust Florent Giroux. I'm going to start off my pick four with a what to me looks like a fairly easy single. Somebody's problem for Greg Foley, uh, ran at Prairie Meadows and uh, won a little listic stakes out there. I just got to believe that uh, Cox's filly has got enough class to, to hold this filly off. If somebody's going to upset her, though, I think it might be somebody's problem. I am uh, right with you on Kia Life. I'm going to single her as well when we get to our pick four tickets. Uh, take Charge Brianna could be a little interesting. Just draw a line through the Alcibiades and the races at Saratoga for Lucas very good and you know he's always been a guy to make bold swings so he takes her into the Alcibiades didn't work out so they'll uh, regroup here and go into a, a softer spot even though uh, Key of Life looks really good but still it's not the Alcibiades so take charge Birana if you want to throw somebody else on your pick four ticket Satin Dahl was fourth in the grade two Del Mar debutante so that's uh, uh, you know certainly a respectable effort but I don't see him beating Kia Life either. The eighth race is the grade three Rubicon Valley View. Always seems to be a great betting race. Big fields. Same here this year. Three-year-old fillies going on the turf at a mile and a 16th. And I uh, couldn't get past one of the favorites here, Dolce Zell. Uh, a grade three winner who has run well here for the Chad Brown barn. Uh, Chad won one yesterday as we tape this on uh, on Thursday, he won one on the Wednesday card. Generally, his uh, non-stakes runners haven't fired as well. That one did, but the stakes runners have uh, pretty much fired. And so I think Dolce Zell looks awfully tough in here. Uh, Turner Loose could be interesting for Brad Cox. Um, the race at Kentucky Downs uh, was too long. But if you focus on her other races off the layoff, they're very good, the other two races. And uh, she's gone back and forth between dirt and turf and uh, still not sure if they have a good handle on what her best distance is. But uh, she's run okay here on the turf, uh, better than okay, actually. So I think she uh, could be in the mix. California Angel's an interesting horse. Uh, two of her best races have been on this turf course. And, you know, she kind of had a uh, under-the-radar nice performance in the Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup. Had a nice 88 buyer, third start off the layoff, so she could improve. So uh, that one's uh, worth a, a look as well if, if there's an upsetter to Dole Chazel. And then uh, Majestic Glory for Todd Pletcher, I think, is uh, certainly worth a long look. Fourth in a grade three in her U.S. debut, and that was her first race for the Pletcher Barn. And uh, he said she was a little slow out of the gate, as European horses uh, frequently are when they're running over here. And the runner-up in that grade three was Gina Romantica, who came back to uh, win the QE2. So that was certainly a quality field. So I think Majestic Glory is a, a player in there as well. Where did you land uh, in the Valley View? 
I like all the four horses you mentioned. I like Dolce Zell, obviously, but she's been off since August 20th. Um, she ran okay in the Appalachian last year, had an 86 buyer. But I think Majestic Glory and California Angel in particular have the right to uh, get an upset here. I think uh, California Angel, really interesting, rolling her back uh, with uh, less than two weeks rest with QE2. And she ran big in there. But obviously uh, something that George Leonard has seen in her works tell me that uh, she's going to be ready. Um, Majestic Glory would be my second or third choice in there. Dolce Gel is probably my top choice. I like Turner Loose uh, as an option. Also, like a horse you didn't mention, uh, Oakhurst. Uh, was, and you don't like to take a horse coming from the Chad Brown barn, but Michelle Nevin is a really good trainer and very underrated. And Oakhurst is one for one at Keeneland, one in an ounce race here in the spring with 88 buyers. So uh, she didn't run that well at Colonial uh, in the stakes race. Uh, Sparkle Blue beat her that day, and uh, but looks like to me they did not persevere with her. So I think she's got a shot at a price with Joe Talamo. So I'm going to go five deep in the pick four in this race. Takes us to race nine, third leg of the pick four, an allowance optional claimer, kind of non-winners of two other than or the 80K claiming level. Phillies and Mayors three it up, mile on the 16th on the main track. Uh, ended up on micro cap, the eight horse for the second start off the layoff. Um, was uh, second in that uh, first start back with a 75 buyer on September 29th at Churchill. Has one here. Um, I didn't have a strong opinion on anybody, but I thought that was a nice race and uh, she could improve off that and uh, have a big say. Uh, Powder River um, has good speed. Two for 18 lifetime. Keeps me from picking uh, her on top, but uh, I think she certainly could be right there. Princess of Cairo. Uh, the favorites to me don't look like world beaters. This horse has won five times and has been running against a pretty good field. So I think uh, that horse has a shot. And then Moonswag has some back class for Brendan Walsh. And you get Walsh and Gaffleon and Tyler's battling with the Sias for the riding title. Uh, this horse though, is coming off a long layoff, so uh, will she be ready? And then Tap Dancing Lady, second off the layoff. And a horse that hits the board a lot, so... I uh, don't know if she's a strong win candidate, but um, I'm going to throw in my pick four ticket just in case. How do you see race nine? I'm like you. I think the favorites are vulnerable here, but uh, micro cap, uh, Powder River, uh, if, if she goes off at two to one, she's not a good win bet, but her numbers are better than most of the horses in here, but she really likes to run second and third. So I think you keep Powder River in the second and third spot and try to catch a price on top. I went with a horse that you didn't mention called Emmeline, um, uh, little-known trainer, John Mateen. Uh, this horse comes in from Woodbine uh, with some good form on the synthetic and some good turf form. And I think they're going to overlook this horse, and Joel Rosario takes them out. So that is a huge move up from Stein at Woodbine, and I, maybe that this horse will be live in here at 8-1. to one. But I think this is a race you definitely need to Red in um, Powder River, Moon Swag for Gaffleon and Brendan Walsh. Brendan Walsh is 19% with long layoff horses, and this horse has been off a year. I do not discount those horses, though, with Brendan Walsh getting them ready. And Michael Cap has a big chance on the outside. So this is certainly a spread race, but uh, Emmeline and Moon Swag might be my long shots in here. Take me to race 10, Jim. It's an allowance race on the turf at five and a half, three year olds and up. I have them all written down this race. I think the stakes races are the more formful of this sequence and this one is really 
I think, wide open. And a couple of horses that I like at prices, I'm probably going to take Mark of the Z uh, with that 91 buyer last time out at Kingman, wheeling this uh, this gelding back on three weeks rest and won pretty easily that day at 6-1. to one. So I'm going to take Mark of the Z on top. Going to use, though, a couple of long shots. Uh, they're on the first page of the PPs. I'm going to use Bob's Edge. I've gone way back in the PPs uh, to October of 21, where he ran uh, one of the best races of his career here at Keeneland. One for one at Keeneland on five and a half, at five and a half on the turf. So, and Chaminot takes the mount. So, lots of things to indicate to me Bob's Edge is going to be a whole lot better, lower price than 20 to one. Proven Strategies had a 95 buyer at five and a half furlongs at Monmouth at 15 to one with Tyler Gaffleon. Alador for Rosario and Ward is 10 to 1. Boldor from Asmussen as a 92 buyer at Colonial last time out at 5.5 furlongs. This is the most well matched race I can remember at Keeneland this meet. I don't have a strong opinion, and I'm, and I'm going on the outside now with Totally Boss and Charcoal. Both those horses have really good buyer numbers, and um, Totally Boss has one at Keeneland as well. If you can afford it, I think you ought to do all here. If you're if you can handicap this race and cut this down, you can make some money to pick four. But I'm going to spread when we get to the pick four. Me too. I took Boldor on top. I uh, like that 92 buyer, big jump up uh, last time, and then a 59 and three work on uh, October 17th. Uh, totally boss just on back class, and she run well here. Uh, Altador is Wesley Ward with an 88 buyer last time. Mark of the Z, you mentioned the impressive win here. Uh, Charcoal uh, had a, a 94 here on uh, the October the 8th. And then uh, I didn't have Bob's Edge, but you talked me into that one. Uh, and I, I'm like you, I think uh, if you could afford it, take all. I'm not going to do that for budgetary reasons when we give our tickets. But I did add Bob's Edge when you uh, go that far back, the one you found that race here. Uh, that's uh, certainly worth taking a look at. So I'm going to add Bob's Edge to my ticket as well. So I start out with a single in race seven, Key of Life. So it's the six, and then with one five six eleven, with one two three six eight, with one four five six ten eleven for sixty dollars. What's your ticket look like? Very similar. Six with one three five six eleven, with three five six eight, with one three four five six ten eleven. Seven horses in the last leg, and that is a seventy-dollar ticket. Best of luck on the penultimate card of the fall meet. We'll be back for one more in the money podcast for the Keeneland Fall Meet, which uh, includes uh, stakes races, several of them. Three of them, I think, on on Saturday. Two of them, I think, are in the late pick four. So we'll take a look at that when we come back with our next edition of the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com. <laughs> 